Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk USA. Are you tired of waiting for change? Tune in to Blog Talk USA. Let your voice be heard on Blog Talk USA. Hello, hello, hello. I guess we're live. Hello, welcome we're to live. the Unbuzzman Press. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Unbuzzman Press Show. I'm your host, Bishop L. J. Guillory, and I say hello. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, glad to be here. Glad that you are here with us. Uh, we had an amazing day today. You know, we got to meet some residents for the very first time, and uh, we had to have... Um, uh, one-on-one talk with them about who they're going to vote for for the mayor's race here in the city of Compton. Now, I had a young man, Mike Willie, on this show, uh, who was endorsed by Jewel Jones, the youngest state representative for uh, the state of Michigan. And one of the things that, uh, you know, we found that was very, very, very interesting is that Jewel, he remembers when he decided to run, and he said, hey, Onk, he said, uh, Mike is going to be the youngest player, younger than even Asia, when she got in. I said, really? I said, uh, I don't think so. I think Asia was, he said, no, I think that he." He has her by a couple of couple of months. My thing is this. We have to, at some point, as older people, move out of the way and let the young people come in and give them a chance to do what they can do for the community. If you haven't done it in 70 years, chances are, It's time to let a young person in. Now, some people have a way of killing off the the youth. And I have a problem with that. It's a problem when 
people don't recognize the importance of saving our youth. The day has been a very, very, very great day. We met residents that are ready for change. Not only do they welcome this young man, but they also said, we've been waiting for you. And we are glad that you are here to represent us. So here we go again in the great city of Compton when you have people that are willing to ask for nothing but to give something back. It's time. It's time for us as a people to do our part. And that's exactly what we're going to do here at the church. You know, I used to tell people, you know what a church is for? Church is a meeting place for the community to come together and work together. So I'm proud to allow my church to be a place where people can come together and do the right thing and make changes in this community. So that's what it's all about for us. Woo, it was a day-to-day. We walked and we knocked on doors and we made, we seen change happen. I felt like, hey, listen, you know how you get that feeling when change is on the horizon and when people when people get it, because so many times you have people that don't get it, and you're trying to explain it to them and make them realize what it is that you're supposed to be doing, but just we just can't get it right. Well, we want to run around talking to people and getting them to say, hey, listen, this is where, what can I do to help And when you tell them, just vote, just help us by voting. And they say, wow, no, I want to be involved. So we went out today, and uh, I'm just happy and elated to say that uh, people are happy to see the the next new mayor. You know, that's our narrative. The next mayor of Compton would like to meet you. And uh, people were excited. They said, sure, I would love to meet the next new mayor. And that's how it began. People saying that they were excited to meet their next new mayor. And we took it from there, people. We took it from there. So I had a great day today. I had a great day today, and I'm just glad that I can say unequivocally, God is good all the time. God is good all the time. Now, let me tell you about my friend, Rihanna. (laughs) I was supposed to call her. To get the show set up, I called a minute 
one minute before the show. She <laughs> said, can we go on? <laughs> yes, brother. I don't know what she had going on, where the kids are, where Greg is, but that's just how my sister rolls. She always had my back. I thank God. Because sometimes you just want to share with your family what you're doing. And you're so proud that you have a family to share it with. It gets rough out there. It gets real rough out there. You know? So I'm here fighting this big fight. Let me tell you what I'd like for you to do. I'd like for you to go to your website. Go to your um, browser, I'm sorry, and put in www.mayormikewillie, W-I-L-L-I-E, and look at the website of this young man. How proud I am that this young man will be the next mayor of Compton, California. Now, why is that historic? It's historic because, man, this is not the easiest place to be mayor. And I've told people over and over and over again that, um, hey, I remember the first time I ever met Sidney Portier, and he said that he appreciates what we were doing uh, um, we have to we have to we have to do better we have to do better so that we can so that we can do better um I want you all to become a part. Become a part. Find out how we get out and do the things we need to do. And We have to go into a place where I know that we've been before, that it's dark. It's a dark place, Um, a very dark place. And we have to fight those demons that have historically held us back. I know a lot of you don't want to, you know, go through that, but we do. They say that you can't do the same thing over and over again and expect a different result. So, therefore, we have got to um, make some changes. Um, let's make those changes. Let's make those changes. I really do want... To see change. And I want to welcome all of the people that uh, 
have answered the call. They have answered the call and said, hey, we want to be a part of this campaign. I'm doing 9,000 things at one time, and you all know how difficult that is. But I want to let you know this. The blessing blessing is that I'm here fighting the good fight, and there's nothing more important to me than seeing um, the city get a person who really wants to be the mayor. So you all keep doing what you're doing and know that we love you. Know that, you know, at some point we get, we get an opportunity. God gives us an opportunity to make a better, safer place for not just ourselves, but for those children that are coming behind us. So, let me just tell you this. If at some point you recognize that you're not contributing as much as you could, you're not contributing as much as you should, then you need to give a little bit more. Because only what we give is going to make the difference in the long run. Give it up. Give it. Because if you don't give it, you'll ask yourself the question later on. Why didn't I? Why didn't I give everything that I had to give? So I'm going to tell you right now, it's hard. Um, It's hard. Give me at least an opportunity Um. I have no idea sometimes what I'm doing. When I think about all of the people that have gone that were here, we have allowed ourselves to not do what we're supposed to do. We voted for people that we know that had a good uh, heart or popularity, but didn't care about the city. Therefore, the city lost. The city lost big time. So, at some point, we got to say, if we don't want the same thing to happen, we better do something different. We better do something different. Imagine going back to your hometown and it doesn't look like the home that you remember. Um, Wow. That's all you can say. Wow is all you can say. So I'm hoping that many people That know the truth would speak up. Speak up. Okay, now you got my attention. I am 100% with you. Uh, we had tons of people that were trying to find the show, and I guess some of them are having problems getting in. Uh, I'm not sure. 
Rihanna, what that's all about. But sometimes the number, even with myself, I had a, an issue myself. But um, people want to know what we're doing and how they can help. So uh, if you had a problem calling the show uh, or getting in to hear the show, um, n- next week or uh, on Mondays or so, uh, the show can will be up in our uh, probably Tuesday. The show will be in our uh, catalog of shows, and you can go to Blog Talk USA, and you'll be able to hear the show again. You'll probably be a little bit disappointed that it's a lot of me just rambling because today was a very exciting day, and I'm trying to do everything I promised to do uh, for those people that I promised to do it for. So you have me at the headquarters at the church. I wouldn't call it the headquarters. I'll call it the church. Doing those things that are necessary for us to make the city a little bit better. How about that? Um, Let's talk about the news. We have a show that we intend to do, Rihanna, on Monday with Dr. Allen. And the reason why we're going to do that show on Monday with Dr. Allen is because of the um, the immunization that's being done now with our kids, uh, you know, and the fact that many of the questions that people have about the immunization has not been answered or is not being answered correctly. Um, so we want to make sure that we answer those questions. So if you uh, Rihanna are going to be available. Please let me go. I talked to Dr. Uh, Shirley McKellen, and she said that she didn't know whether or not uh, we were going to be able to do it. Uh, but I really need to know yes. what we're going to do. Yes, because we have Dr. Allen who has made himself available uh, to do the show. So Wonderful. Uh, I'll set it up. Okay, please do. I told her, yes. she said that they had restored the power, but there were so many things that we need to, you know, she needed she need, because she wasn't able to do it. But anyway, Dr. Allen is going to come on and he's going to discuss the importance of people knowing your rights when we talk about immunization. Because some people believe that the immunization is, uh, you know, a loss. And uh, we do need to make sure that um, you understand your rights. Some people are going to say that, uh, well, if you don't take it, then here's the situation. You don't it. There is a situation, but okay. So, if those consequences are more deadly. Then they are. 
need to know that. So uh, stay tuned on Monday for the Marvelous Monday show where we'll have Dr. Eugene he has the best of Don Evan Care in California, Southern California. And he'll be our guest to explain some of the information that's out right now. Because it appears to me, uh, from what we've been told, that this is changing as they go. And I'm saying that. Uh, immunization. They weren't given all the information about the negative effects. for Dr. Dean Allen, who will be discussing the immunization in this process. You that have children, they have newborn, baby boys, there are some new and there are some old information regarding immunization and importance of knowing whether or not it is unsafe to give you baby boy all of the uh, shots, the schedules that they're demanding to give your child for him for him to go to public school or for him to go to public school. However, when you look at the many children that are getting autism after getting these shots. After getting the shot, and to know what's in that schedule, it's important for us to know. It's important for us to weigh the concern of getting that shot for a young man to keep that kind of contact with a sickness, not a real this type of schedule immunization so stay tuned so that you can hear why they are saying this is important whatever they happen to be this time because we we tend to know that these change with the administration, but in most cases, the message is still the same. Sorry about that. I had to take my vitamins. It's time to take those vitamins. Because guess what? It's that time 
It's that time. It's that time. If you're not getting vitamin D as much as you should, please know that you better. You have better. You have better. You have better. Let me also say that uh, I want to thank you all for supporting me. Uh, I want to thank you all for giving me an opportunity to bring you a show that reveals a few things. You know, uh, we're going to get a few things done. We're going to get a few things done. Wow, wow, wow. I just don't believe it. All of these things that are happening in the world. I want to thank God, and I also want to thank all of my supporters for you um, supporting the prayer and those individuals who are in the state of Texas. In fact, let me let me let me share with you some of the things that were going on in the state of Texas that many of you don't know about. Um, while Ted Cruz um, was in Cancun, we had. Families without water, families without heat, families without drinking water, let alone water to flush their bathrooms. We had senior citizens who had to take medication uh, with things other than water that they had around the house. We have a lot of loss of lives due to an ill-prepared governor. And you have a state of an emergency uh, like the one that happened in Texas that is beyond a state of emergency that you have uh, that's normal to that state. You have to address it with people who are experts in that. So why didn't the governor call on the governor and and I'm, I'm not, there's no evidence of this but I'm just going to see it because if it was so um, then I would think that that he would have done it if it had been me I would have called the governor of Colorado who has snow all the time the uh, governor of, of Baltimore or Maryland the governor of Maryland uh, uh, anywhere that there's Alaska, and say how do you um, <laughs> survive this? Because we don't get this. Bishop, can I share something with you? Please help me and uh, send it out. You know, when, uh, sit down and let people help. 
You know, Rihanna, mm-hmm. you don't just sit back. Can you hear me? I can. You know, I I I, I talked to Dr. Shirley McKellar. I talked to Judge uh, Thompson. I talked to Miss Mumphrey, and these people all said the same thing. The state response was not adequate. So how do you jump up and run to Cancun in the sun, <laughs> beautiful weather, by the way, and whether your daughter blamed it or tweeted it out or however it got out, and then you come back like with your head between your legs because you don't care about the people. You scream and holler all the time about caring about the people when really and truly you don't. Really and truly you don't. Because if you did, you'd have been there and you'd have used all that brain of yours to help the people that voted you into office. How do you leave and you're one of two senators in that state? How do you feel comfortable with people dying of hypothermia and some of, of, of common, uh, common uh, 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 dioxide poison and you are in Cancun. Wow. Are you making baby food? I am. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. You're going to feed the king, <laughs> feed the little prince. That's right. You heard That's that, right. Huh? <laughs> I know, but I, I just imagine in my mind that you were making, you know what? And that's what I love about us is that we are so. In sync. <laughs> right, right. So, you know, I, I'm going to have, I, I've done this when he was in the military, and now I'm going to do this, you know, once again. So I want to put you on, a, on the spot. Uh, welcome, Dedrick, to the show. This is my son, everyone. Uh, how are you doing, son? I am good. Okay. So I want to ask you something. As a as a resident of the state of Texas, how did you feel when you found out that your senator was in Cancun and you were dealing with the situation uh, of the snow and the broken pipes and the lack of heat and the lack of electricity? How did you feel about that? Um, honestly, um, it was, it it was just betrayal on so many levels. Um, it was unprofessional on so many levels. Um, honestly, I felt that at any rate, it doesn't matter what he was trying to do for his family. I think you got an obligation to your constituents. I mean, which includes your family as well, um, to do the best you can here, but don't flee because that's that's what it is. You, you ran away. Um, I, I just I just felt uh, <laughs> it was uh, at the for lack of a better word, I was. Highly upset when I when I heard about that. Let's put it like that. Okay, so notwithstanding a person saying, "Okay, uh, I want my children, my daughters, to be safe," so I'm going to send my daughters and my wife somewhere so they can be safe because they're not elected. 
you know, a lot of people uh, remember uh, when Katrina hit, and they remember the responses from uh, the uh, police department and from high elected officials that mm-hmm. said that uh, it was it was just wrong for them to leave uh, and abandon the people of New Orleans and go to Dallas and go to uh, other places where they were safe. They took their families and they left. But I completely agree because I was upset when I tried to reach you and not knowing if you were safe and not uh, – no, hey, he has put himself off as being one of the most brilliant men in America. This is a man that ran for president. You mean to tell me that if we had, if you were president and we had, we had a, a natural catastrophe, that you would jump up and run to Russia? <laughs> um, I mean, the, the way I see it is, it's like um, when, when I look at a person who in leadership, like me, I come from my, my all of my examples of leadership come from from you from my military background, from, you know, uh, playing, you know, sports, anything like that. Anything that um, that your your followers are going through, you going through it first. And mm-hmm. you going through it much harder than they are because as a leader, you're supposed to take a, t- take a brunt of it. You're supposed to be out in front of it. I mean, let me put it like this. Um at least in my opinion, you know, everybody has their own opinions on, on on what a leader is. But my opinion of a leader is is someone who goes in first, who is the first to to feel it, who is the first to respond to it, who is, you know, the first to say, hey, uh, you know, I'm going to figure out a solution for us. What I saw was a man figuring out a solution for him. And that to me – already tells me that you're you're unfit to be a leader. You're just someone who is here to line your pockets. You someone that's here to, you know, uh enjoy the privilege and the status that the 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 role that you have gives you, but you're not willing to put in the work. And I mean a lot of people can argue against it, um more power to them, but what I saw it just was not befitting for a, a state senator to do that. I mean, at any rate, I, I don't care what you were trying to do. I mean, you know, you got millions of other people with daughters and sons and stuff, and people died out here trying to save their families. And you have the luxury of using your position, and you got the luxury of using, you know, the money that, you know, you've made from your position to move you and your people out to safety without even trying to um, ensure the safety of all your constituents. I mean, you got guys that are not even state senators doing more for the state than, than he was. Right. Right. You got, you got the, the, the Congresswoman who they, he, he says he hate her uh, and, and all of the Republicans hate her, but she raised money so that people could get what they needed. Yeah. Raised a lot of money. I mean, even me, myself, um, I'll tell you, uh, you know, it's funny that you mentioned um, the police uh, because 
I'll tell you a story how I got uh stranded where I was. I wasn't I didn't I wasn't even at home. Like I got stranded and I had to go to a friend's house. So uh we were in the parking lot. It was a steep ascent out of the parking lot, so we couldn't get the car out of the parking lot. Um long story short, we got got the car, I called my friend, I said, Hey, you know, uh can we come to your house? He said, Yeah, of course, you know. So we walked over to his house. His house was about four miles from where we were. Now, I got passed by about I'm gonna be I'm gonna be conservative and say I got passed by about ten police police cars. And out of all ten of them, not one of them even rolled down the window or stopped to ask me was I okay while I'm walking outside in a blizzard. Four miles. And I saw like ten of them. No, they just drove straight past me, didn't ask, are you okay? You need to ride somewhere? Is everything all right? Like, didn't even look twice. And these are police officers on duty. And I'm walking out in the snow, you know, and I know I didn't look like I was, you know, prepared to be walking in the snow like that. And I just found that to be just so crazy that, you know, these people who, are sworn to protect us and sworn to serve us and you know this this whole back to blue and you know these guys are out here heroes and they save lives and stuff i just found it funny that you see a guy walking in the snow in texas and you don't even roll down your window and ask him is everything okay wow yeah so you know what i'm gonna be doing on monday morning right <laughs> that that's just you know that that's just and the, the crazy part is is that um it, it made me realize a lot of things that's wrong with the powers that be the the people who govern us they they they're what what, what i'm starting to to realize is that they're not here to serve us they're not here to further um you know the quality of life for each citizen they're just here because they want the position, they want the prestige that comes with it, they want the money that comes with it, but they don't want to make lives better for all the constituents and all the citizens. They just want to line their pockets. That, that's what I'm seeing. They just do, they just, you know, come in here, do the bare minimum, sign some papers, and go home. Wow. So why, why, why police officers nationwide have condemned Congresswoman from New York, uh, $4 million for the state of Texas, for the residents of Texas, for this uh, this blizzard that has uh, taken lives, this freeze that has only happened within, you know, like 30 years. The last one was about 30 years ago. So I just want to say it's interesting how the congressman and the senator, Congressman Louis Gohmert, and the senator, Ted Cruz, have not raised a dime to help. But here's a congresswoman in a different state that the state of Texas wanted to hang. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, I I just, I I, I see, you know, um, that... When people when people get into these these positions these 
these these positions at the table. Um, I don't think they're getting into them for the right reasons. I don't think they're getting into these positions to say that, you know what, I, I have I have something to offer to society that's going to further the cause and, you know, um, grant us a better quality of life. I think they're just – I mean – and like I said, purely my opinion, I just think they're here to just make some money. And that's not okay with me. Like, you know, you got people out here dying, trying to just survive, just trying to live, just trying to live, ironically, to go to work, which is crazy. People are here saying that I just want to survive so I can live and go to my job, even though it's freezing cold out here, so I can make some money to feed my family and keep us sustained. And then you got people out here that they just go to Mexico whenever they want to. <laughs> I don't Thank, you, Thank you, Rihanna, for giving me those um, that quick uh, response to how much money has been raised. Rihanna, let us know that $4 million have been raised. So, you know, I, I think that everyone needs to know that you have a fiduciary responsibility to make sure that your representative is a representative of you and to you. Uh-huh. Okay? They would not be in that seat if it wasn't for you. And if you're supporting them and voting for them, and they're not doing anything for you, something's wrong. Something's wrong. Something's grossly wrong. Oh my goodness. So how long were you without water? Um without water since uh Sunday. People. Well at, at, well today no, is Saturday. Since since Monday. Since Monday. Monday morning. Since Monday morning. So from Monday to Saturday. Mm-hmm. Just, we don't live in a third world country, people. We have water trucks. We have all kinds of of of, 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 of of water companies, how can the state, who consider it's the third most populated, the third, one of the three richest states in the union? Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. always so arrogantly. In fact, they use taxpayer dollars Maybe that's what the taxpayers should ask in Texas. All the money that the attorney general spent on suing on behalf of Trump, maybe that money should have been used to take care of its own infrastructure to make sure that this didn't happen, and it never happens again. Yeah. Because it's easy to waste billions of dollars when it's not your money. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I've been – you know, doing some reading, and I have seen some pretty messed up stuff here as to why the situation went the way it went. Because um, apparently um, it was not the weather that caused the electricity to go out. It was actually the ERCOT, the, the, the company um, that runs the grid, I guess, was – was saying that they were being shorted on the, the the energy per kilowatt or something like that. So they shut it down to, I guess, refigure what everybody's electric bill should be. So 
apparently it's based on scarcity. So electricity supposedly is scarce in a time like that. So they wanted to jack up the price <laughs> so that they could charge more for people to get electricity. That's why they turned it off is what I'm gathering. Wow. And that is really messed up. Well, that's an indictable offense. Man. That is an indictable offense. How dare you? So any of those persons who died should be... (laughs) Wow. Doesn't surprise me. Does not surprise me. Yeah. I mean... It it doesn't. I mean, I've been reading people have like four and five thousand dollar energy bills this month from last week. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's what's going on in Texas right now. Because yeah, if you don't have like a um, like you know. Whenever you get your energy, uh, whenever you sign up for it or whatever, you do your contract, and basically you um, you lock in for a rate. And once you lock in for that rate, it's like, okay, they can't charge you any more for that rate here. I don't know how they do it, you know, everywhere else, but I just know here in Texas and with the company that I'm with, that's how it goes. And then... That's it's just nuts to hear that people are gonna, you know, be expected to pay that bill. Four and five thousand dollars for an energy bill. Because that company decided to jack up the prices in a a, a disaster. Wow. Yeah. So I guess what the problem was was whenever they shut off the power uh, they also shut off the power to like the, the 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 water plants, and without power, the water plants can't clean the the water for the residents. So when that happens, you know it depleted you know the water reserves, and it had just um, a ripple effect. So, in conclusion, <laughs> what I've gathered that the disaster in Texas, as far as like the I mean, the weather we can't control, but as far as the power and the water, from what I'm gathering, the conclusion is that it was caused by by money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, yeah. A lot of people probably are not going to be held accountable because, you know, they know the right people and don't get swept under the rug and they're going to get up there and get some hoorah going and it's all going to be forgotten. Or at least that's what they're banking on. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, but yeah, as a resident of Texas, it, it, this is this is upsetting. 
Texas. You know, talking about everybody else. I'm like, man, Texas is the best state, man. Well, you know, I'm going to tell you something. Uh, with every best, with every good, there is a bad and an ugly. There's a bad and ugly. And um, sometimes we have to let them know when they've outlived their usefulness. And those people, because they can take a good state and make it a bad state. They can take a good name and make it bad. We just have to remove them from the equation and bring in other people. And that's why uh-huh. people need to be replaced. And that's why individuals that know this now, you can't pretend that you don't know. Once you find out what's going on, get their asses out. You heard me? I said get their asses out. And if they lie, and switch up on you. Many of you know that I'm now working on the recall of the California governor. Not just because he lied, but because he spends the California taxpayers' money as if it's his own. And, you know, you can't give away something that's not yours. He shut down businesses while he actively supported his friends that were doing business. Mom and pop businesses that were relying on their customers to keep their to pay their 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 leases. Shut them down. Forbid them to open. And then would find them more money than any of the stimulus would give to a business. So, you know, we have to stand together against the corruption that these people continue to 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 um plague us with. We have to say, no way. No way. And we have to stand up and ensure that it doesn't continue to happen. So I tell you, Dedrick, there's a calling on your name. There's a calling on you to get involved. Uh, get involved and run for public office. Get involved and become that voice of reason. Because if we sit back and we wait for change, sometimes it will never happen unless we get involved. So I say jump up and jump in. That's right. Jump up and jump in. Because it's our responsibility. Leadership. People are calling and they're asking you to replace these people. And most people think that these people will be in there forever. Most of them think they will be too. They'll die in office if you let them. So they can have a state funeral. So they can lay in state. Meanwhile, your state is dying (laughs) right along with them if they have their way. So we have got to come together. We have got to stand together. We have to put down those uh, uh, prejudices and those things, those divisive uh, uh, bases for why we can't work with each other because the crooks work together. The crooks work together. They, 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 don't, they, they, they tell you one thing, they meet, and they work together. Against us. So we got to do the same thing. 
we have to work together to get rid of them. And we have to stop canceling out people just because they're not the same party affiliation that we are. And I, I am one to go against both of the parties because I think that both of the parties historically uh, have been a champion for themselves, the party, instead of the people. Mm-hmm. It's, time, it's time that we say, uh-uh, we're going to hold you accountable. You have not done what you said you were going to do. You have not been a good steward of our tax dollars. You have not been a good person. So we don't want you no more. You got to go. And when we start doing that, I can guarantee you, you'll start seeing the change. But until we start doing that, you will start seeing the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. I was telling somebody today, I had said that I didn't care if Mickey Mouse ran. I would support Mickey Mouse over Trump. So I got Mickey Mouse. You know, a Daffy Duck, one of them. And, you know, I've sent letters to those people that I know to let them know, hey, listen, you you have a Y'all better get your boy. You better get your boy and, and, and brief him and tell him to stop lying. It was one thing I hate is a liar. If you don't know, find out. Don't just talk off your damn head as though you're so informed and you're not. And then when they fact find you, you're wrong. You're lying. You don't have to do all of that. People are tired of being lied to. If you don't know, just say you don't know. As I have told you, Dedrick, and anybody else that have listened to me, you can play dumb, but you can't play smart. Biden made a whole lot of promises, either that he didn't intend to keep, or he's now realizing that it was impossible. So tell the people that, hey, I said this based on the information that I was given. I was under the impression that I could, and now I realize I can't. Let me see what I can do. Don't keep on telling me what I didn't say. Yes, you did say it. Now, if you're going to get like the other guy, and deny everything that somebody comes to you when they when they check you, and they got to come back and prove it to you with your own voice. So that means that you're not adult enough to say, "Look, I made a mistake." Sometimes that's all it takes is to just admit that you made a mistake. Mm-hmm. Reassess and come back, because ultimately we don't want your apology. We want you to get it fixed. Fix it. Fix it. So my my thing now is please, Biden, don't get up there and keep lying. You said that you were going to do certain things. You said that the African Americans helped you get in. If you truly believe that, hey, sit down with the people that, that helped to get you put in office. I see a lot of stuff that you're doing for other people 
They were not in the front fighting for you. Don't take us for granted. Even though you might only live through one term, you may do a lot of damage to the party in in, in your in your ignorance. You know, of, of not recognizing that we're gonna hold you accountable. We're gonna hold you and the party accountable. You know, because most people that have voter apathy, they have voter apathy because they've been lied to, and they just don't believe anymore. People mm-hmm. who don't want to to vote at all for either party, and the young people are there. The young people are tired of being lied to, and they're tired of being taxed with poor or no representation. And this is not the old days where you just say, here, step right here. They want some answers. And like I said, if you don't know the answer, that's fine too. We don't expect you to know everything. But we do expect you to try to do what you said you're going to do. So I would tell all candidates that I know, please, don't treat us like we're fools. Don't make us think that you believe that you could just tell us anything. Because some of us think different. Some of us think different. Wow. So, uh, many, many of the young people I've noticed, you all have a different outlook on church, on uh, uh politics, on uh, jobs as far as, you know, committing and being with a job for for more years than um, than, than um, some people would, back in the day, people would give 25, 30 years to a job, and your generation uh, is less likely to do that, um, yeah, or, for whatever reason. <laughs> That's a good reason. <laughs> no, no, I, I said for whatever, you know, for whatever reason, you, you take fun now uh-huh. because I, I've noticed that, you know, uh, many of these companies who who sell out or or file bankruptcy and and leave the employees holding the bag and with no money, you know, uh, your generation is not taking it the way the old generation did, you know. Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> this is the way I see it. Um, with knowledge comes power. And, um, you know, with, with each generation building upon, you know, the successes and the failures of the generation prior to them, like we're at an all-time high when it comes to knowledge and access to knowledge and access to, you know, everything. Like we're we're all interconnected here. So I mean, now nowadays, you know, um, the reason why a lot of people just won't stay with a company is, I mean, one when you look at it, um, minimum wage. <laughs> And, I mean, wages in general have not really been um, moving in the direction that they should. Um, 
nobody's going to stay at a minimum wage or close to minimum wage job or a job where they know that their set of skills, you know, is far greater in the, the prospect for them to, you know, make more money and have, you know, more peace of mind at a different place of employment. Nobody's going to stay, you know, just because, you know, hey, I want to show y'all, you know, that I'm dedicated to it. No, I show you I'm dedicated to it every day when I come here. You know who you hired. And quite frankly, nobody wants to or is going to allow anyone to, to mistreat them. And, that, and that's one of the things that's it's like a stamp on this generation. I love it. You know, not, not to say that, you know, generations before us just allowed themselves to be punished, but you know, you got a lot of people who like, you know, like you know, you 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 watch your you watch your parents and you see what they go through and you see how how difficult it is for them to navigate. You see how you know the system and the corporations are set up to just suck up all these these monies and resources and not give a whole lot back. There's not there's not a whole lot that that I've seen that they give back to the people to incentivize them to stay. Only uh you lucky you got a job. That that's more like what the workforce is from you know, from where I'm saying. Like I was like I said, I was I was in the army. Uh I was a store manager for uh for C V S and uh now I work for, you know, don't tell uh, it. State don't State. tell it. Don't tell it. Don't tell it. <laughs> don't tell it. I mean, but I mean uh, <laughs> Don't tell it. Oh, it's so right now you have, you have a good job, but yeah, I, I just, yeah. I, I, I mean, I right now I, I, I mean, n- nothing that I'm saying, you know, re- re- or should be reflected, you know, or or be made to seem that it's going to reflect on, you know, my employer. It, I'm just, I'm just speaking in terms of this is the way the workforce is. I'm trying, I'm trying to be as objective as possible. Right, I'm sure but, I just don't want. I, I just yeah, don't yeah, want I like anything to ever be said, and then they say, well, you know, uh, so uh, no. Um, but 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 you are uh, a very good, uh, a very good employee, until you find out that okay, it's time for you to move on. And one of the I was talking to a friend of mine. And, you know, he was saying when he was telling his son, you know, uh, I want you to stay in this job because I want you to be stable. He was like, well, Dad, at the end of the day, they can call me at any time and say, hey, look, uh, it's over." So he said he was not going to stay. He was going to move on. And not only is he moving, he's moving out of, the, he's moving out of state to a different uh, company who happens to be that company's competitor. And... You know, they got movers for him, and they got all of this stuff that, uh, you know, they would not expect for him to to have, uh, but they wasn't willing to offer him. You know, so he said, hey, you know what? I'm out. And I told him, I understood it. I completely understood it. You know, at some point, if you're not going to be loyal to me, why should I be loyal to you? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I think that's the thing that's that's kind of been just lost in the transition 
uh, generation is, uh, you know, the employers, you know, from what I can see, are not really just uh, loyal to the employees. It's more of, a, like I said earlier, it's just you lucky you got a job. Now, shut up before we, you know, find somebody to replace you. I think that's, that's more of the uh, the sentiment that people feel when they uh, when they go to work. And nobody want to be made to feel like that. You want to be in an environment that you work in where you feel like, one, your contribution matters, you know, in the grand scheme, and two, that, you know, this employer, you know, genuinely cares about the person and not just the work that you're going to do. I mean, I know for me, that's that's one of my uh, driving factors when I when I look at you know a place of employment and you know I I I just want to feel like you know this 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 job this career path that I'm taking it at the end of the day it, it feels like I'm doing something worthwhile like my my contribution matters I you know my life is not in vain I didn't wake up and just you know realize someone else's dream while not being able to live my life, you know, with some level of autonomy. Wow. Yeah, I get it. I completely get it. And I'm glad that you have that now versus later. I'm glad that you recognize that you, you're worth something, you know, more than just, uh, sitting there and putting your life out there and then later on being told 29 years in or 19 years in, I'm sorry, uh, can you please train this person that's going to take your job? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and that, that, that right there I think is the biggest uh, crock uh is letting people go in a time of pandemic when they need their job the most to provide for their family, and you just say, sorry, it's over. You know, sorry, I can't help you. It's done. We no longer have a relationship. That's sad. That's real sad. But that is the way of the world. Mm-hmm. That is the way of the world. So when we look at uh, uh, the success of the the corporations these days, their success is their workers working cheaper and competitive to the to the uh, the competitors. But the top brass make all the money, and they leave the little guy. With little or nothing, and turn mm-hmm. around and say, and turn around and say, if you're loyal to us, you know that's the only way that we're going to survive. Okay, if I'm loyal to you, but well, what about if are you going to be loyal to me? You know, mm-hmm. you deserve you deserve to have that same loyalty. And if we can't get it, then hey, we don't have a, we don't have very much of a situation here. So 
I get it. And I'm glad that you get it. What made you think like that, though? What put you into that thinking mode? Which, which thinking mode? Uh, 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 being loyal to yourself versus being loyal first to the, you know, more loyal to the company. Well, at the end of the day, um, you you gotta look at yourself in the mirror at, at the end of the day. You you're gonna die alone. You know you have people here in your life. You know that will be there. Any and everybody in your life. I mean, you taught me that. You know, it's only so much somebody else can do for you. You got to be prepared for for when you've got to do stuff on your own. And you got to be able to count on yourself to achieve whatever it is you need to achieve. And wow. I, I just think that, you know, when you I'm, – I'm glad you said it the way you did. You said, you know, you know, loyal to yourself first. Because, you know, it's not that, you know, you're not loyal to anybody else. It's that, you know, well, be loyal to yourself first because that's where you learn to, to hone that skill, hone that, you know, skill of being loyal, hone the skill of, you know, uh, uh, holding yourself accountable for the things that happen to you in your life. And, you know, it, you know, it transcends into other other parts of your life, your career, you know, your relationships and everything like that. You got to learn all of these skills for yourself first before you can be of any benefit to anybody else in any organization after that. I learned that from the Bible. And and it says to yourself, be true, right? You Mm -hmm. can't be truthful with yourself. You can't be truthful with or to nobody else. Correct. And it's amazing what you said about the dying alone. You know, uh, yes, most people hate to hear about dying, but the truth is, is that most indubitably, if you're going to do it, Unless there's a mass murder or a mass kill, uh, you know, just a mass dying situation, uh, they're not going to put everybody, unless you're in a COVID ward, uh, to die. And, you know, it just is what it is, unless you're on a plane and something happens. But uh, it's important that you peace, that you live your life in such a manner that you don't have the regrets, you know. And I spent so much time doing this or that that I'm ashamed or I'm upset with how I live my life, you know. And that's one of the things that I try to tell people all the time is that, hey, when it all boils down, when it's over, it's over. And you don't get time back. So, you know, make sure that the decisions that you make 
are the right one. Because if they're not, you're going to be so sorry later on when you wake up and realize that it's over. Tick-tock. The Reaper's there for you. Uh-huh. Lots of people will come into your life and go. Lots of people come in your life and they will go. And uh, a lot of times when they go, you're not ready for it. You don't expect it to happen, and in most cases, you're not prepared. But if you've done what you were supposed to do, if you were honest and true, then you can accept them transitioning over to the next phase without there being that much of a problem. But if you have not uh-huh. done what you're supposed to do, and you have regrets because you wanted to say things, and you wanted to do things, but you didn't do it. That's when the problem sets in. Because for whatever reasons, you didn't take advantage of of uh, your access, your opportunity, and it's too late. And it's too late. So I would recommend that all people who have an opportunity to love on somebody and appreciate them, you better do it. You better do it. Or you're going to be wanting to be hollering and screaming, talking about, oh, Lord, why'd you, why'd you take him away? Well, he ran, actually, from you. <laughs> yeah, he ran, actually, from you. And told me to don't give you his boarding address. So, David, what did you learn in the military that has helped you to be the person that you are now? Um, I mean, wow. Uh, one one thing I will say, like, uh, military is. Um, it is a school in and of itself. The whole organization, institution, um, whatever you want to call it, it is a big. It's a it's a big opportunity to to learn a lot about the world, the people in it, and yourself. Um, I'd say one of the one of the biggest things I learned uh, is you know to to be confident in yourself and be confident in your ability and trust that you're, you're here because you deserve to be here. That's first and foremost. Like, um, I can, I can remember, um, you know, before I went in the military, you know, I was really a, uh, I I was, I was a reserved individual. You know, I didn't really, you know, make a bunch of noise. I didn't, uh, I didn't, you know, I mean, I, I, I challenged the status quo and I challenged, you know, um, you know, people, but, you know, not to the degree where I would actually, you know, follow through with it and be like, look, I'm ready to die on this hill and I'm on. Um, so, learning to be confident in who I am and, you know, just being able to hone my, my craft, my skills, 
things that I'm passionate about. That was something that I learned in the military. Like, if you want to be whatever it is that you want to be in life, work at it. Like, work at it for real. Don't just, you know, be one of those people that, you know, talk about it and say, uh, you know, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. Well, you know, military, they have this thing where they'll actually put you in that school and they'll actually send you to that training. They'll actually put you out there and you're going to have to stand on that hill. And mm-hmm. all that stuff you've been talking about, how you want to do this and be that, and go put it to the test. Mm-hmm. So, Are you talking you... about race? Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I went to a lot of schools uh, when I was in the Army. I went to uh, expert field, medical school, uh, airborne school. Um, I went to uh, warrior leadership school. Uh, man, I'm uh, combative, combative level two. Uh, CLS. I mean, I man, I, I went to a lot of schools. Let me put it like that. I went to a lot of schools. You knew I was talking about. But uh, I think that overall, I'm glad that you went in and served. Uh, I'm very proud that you went in and honorably served and got an honorable discharge. And uh, you, you were able to see uh, for yourself some of the things that uh, I have tried to teach you. And you uh, now you know. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> I, uh, I mean, I tell you this all the time, uh, but I don't know what I would do, you know, if I didn't have, you know, you to, you know, be my be my guide. And, you know, bless me with knowledge. I honestly don't know what I'd be. Oh, yes, you are, son. Yes, you are. I was just talking. I put it on mute because I'm at the office and I'm just talking. What I said is, let me say it again. Um, I'm glad to have you uh, in my life as well because you give me my reason to live. You know, there are not, in your life, the older you get, God gives you a a rearview mirror uh, of memories. And, you know, but you have to continue to have a, a a reason to be. And with you, I have that reason to be. And, you know, there are some people who tell you, oh, I love you. And uh, uh, they show you better than they tell you that they don't love you. Cases, you realize that 
You don't like them. You love them because that is the obligation that you have that God made you, you know, in in some type of covenant. But you don't like them because you know them. And it's wonderful to have a son that you can love and like and be your friend and that you can wake up and want to know that their well-being is uh, and their interest is being advocated and being uh, 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 supported. So that gives you a reason to live. That gives you a reason to fight. That gives you a reason not to quit and go on. When I see people, what I have when I was an emergency trauma tech at uh, UC Davis Medical Center, I used to watch uh, when I would do the compressions on the CPR team. I was on the cold blue team. And um, you go into a room and you would see this peaceful, at peace person. And then all of a sudden, this team full of people would come in there. And we would come in there with all types of equipment to try to resurrect them. And you can look on their face. They're complacent. They're God. They want to be God. And in life, you can get to that place too, where you've done your job and you're saying, okay, when and if, I'm all right. And then all of a sudden, you can meet that person that makes you want to go a little bit further. You want to see what the outcome is going to be for this or for that. And I never want to leave you alone. So, you know, just as you are happy to have me in your life, son, I'm happy and elated that God bless me with you as well. You're one of the the prized possessions of a dad that makes him say it was well worth it. So, you know, I can't say that about everybody. And, uh, you know, I told you that we have in-laws, and we have sometimes those in-laws are outlaws. We have family members, and then we have kinfolk. And sometimes family can become kinfolk. And kinfolks, you ain't got to see every day or Every year, you can see them just, you know, when you have the reunion every three or four years, you know, somebody getting married, somebody passed on and transitioned, you have to see them, you know. And lucky it's a long day, and you don't have to see them all day long. And it just is what it is. And the older I get, the more I feel okay with that. I recognize. You can love people, and you don't have to like them. And as... We find out in life, you know, um, we generally love the people and gravitate to those people that are like us, that are real. If something is fake and phony, your body rejects it, and as do your spirit. So it just is what it is. And if that hurts or harms people, that's why you stay away from them. Leave them alone. Live them and live. Hopefully. At some point in their life, they will recognize why they did not have that relationship and that accessibility to you. So it just is what it is. And I just hope that uh, those people 
who I know would never hear the show. Uh, don't get offended, but the reality of it. And every uh, person that is a blood family member uh, don't always want the best for humanity or for anybody other than themselves. And that's okay if it's okay with them because God give us free will. And that's the one thing that I'm so glad and I'm so elated that I was able to find out and understand God, the creator, gave every human person free will. And we have a right to be crazy, lazy. We have a right to be whatever we want to be. But it doesn't mean that we're not going to have a consequence. It doesn't mean that the world is going to continue to um, support us. And uh, you have been a remarkable example of what a son can do to make his dad proud. So I am proud of you. And I'm glad that Texas is back on its feet. And I'm hoping that after tomorrow, uh, by Monday, you all will have all of your resources back and you all can start moving towards uh, two years choosing elected officials that are leaders instead of just persons that are there to benefit themselves, you know. And I can't wait for you to take your rightful place, your birthright, uh, in this struggle. Because I know it's in you. It's definitely in you. And I tell you, once you get a taste of it, man, oh, man, oh, man, you are going to love it, love it, love it. Because it's in you already. It's already in you. All you got to do is take that leap of faith and jump in there and start representing. And before you know it, you're going to be running for Congress, you know, and, and making sure that those brothers and those sisters that served are represented. Yep, yep. So, sorry, everybody. Just a proud dad. <laughs> Just a proud dad. I'll, I won't bore you with with my letter to my son. I'll just say it like that. You know, sometimes we, and I, and I try to do this, I, I have made my mind up when I think of things to just tell you, you know, uh, because I never know when I am not going to be able to tell you again, but at least you'll be able to go back and you'll be able to look and say, Hey, this is how my dad felt about me. <laughs> and he said it public. <laughs> so he is public record. <laughs> dad said this. That's what dad meant. <laughs> That's right. That's a fact. What'd you say? That's facts. So, 
anyway, I'm going to let you go. I know it's getting late back there, uh, and you have a big day ahead of you. And uh, mm-hmm. but I'm glad you got glad you got your water back on, and are you getting going to get it on? I don't know if it's not on yet, but oh no, I got it on today. Okay, well I'm not laughing, son. I am. Uh, I am just nervously. I'm glad you were in the military because you're able to to go without or self sacrifice. But what I'm not mm-hmm. happy about, what I'm not happy about, is that when you have to go through those things, um, there are so many people that don't understand that um, we we lost a lot of people on mental uh, issues because of this pandemic. Mm-hmm. And there are people who wish that they had not been locked down and had to go through this stuff. And I just wish, me, myself, that uh, we had mental health to go out. And maybe that's something I can write to Governor or call the governor's office about because I think that we are in dire, dire need of some help uh, from mental health. You know, let people, you know, call a number. You know, if your anxiety level is going up, you know, uh, bring bring some of those little uh, mobile phones around so people can call their family members um, or charging stations, something that can be done to get people to, you know, because they're in their houses and, and they've been locked down. Now you tell them that they can't flush their toilet and they can't do this and they can't do that. Hey, that's a problem. That's a big problem. So we're going to be praying for you guys down there. We have been praying the whole time uh, for our people down there in Texas, and we're going to continue to do that. Is there anything you want to say in closing, Desert? Uh. Well, I mean, well, I just uh, I appreciate you calling me, uh, even though uh, you know I didn't have any time to prepare. Oh. <laughs> you don't never need any time to prepare, son, because you speak from your heart. God bless you, and I love you. Get it? All right, love you too, Pop. All right, son. All right, I'll talk <laughs> to you later. Okay. No, he didn't have any All time right. to prepare. Bye bye. He didn't have any time to prepare. But, you know, I was concerned and worried about him. And when he texted me, uh, I needed to go ahead and, and um, have him to call me or call him to make sure that he was okay, you know, because I can't do what I'm supposed to do, being concerned about uh, him and not knowing if he's okay. So any parent out there, when you find out your son doesn't have water for for Monday and it's Saturday, you know, you get a nervous situation. I started to drive to Texas and deliver some water for my son. You know, uh, we have warehouses and pallets of water, you know, and uh, that's what you do when you love somebody is you take care of them as best you can. And, uh, 
Lord knows that's what I was going to do. Because uh, for me, this is all I have is the love for my family and my human race. And I feel like if we can't do it for our family, the human race, who can we do it for? So here we go. It's, it's going to be a rough job. But if we get everybody to recognize that it's our job and we got to do it. And if we don't do it right, guess what? We'll be doing it again. So uh, you all stay tuned and recognize that, you know, there's a fiduciary responsibility that everybody has. And the more we do our job, the less we have to worry about later on. Uh, Brianna, I want to thank you for doing the show with me tonight. I know sometimes I just get way, 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 way behind. Um, and I'm hoping to catch up. Uh, I know you put the baby to sleep at a certain time, and we've so we've been so off schedule with our schedule because of COVID and because of the campaigns and all the things that we're doing. We're just trying to do our part. And I know for a fact that it's not easy. And I would hope that all of my listeners would recognize that Bishop does the best he can with what he has. But sometimes it gets hard, hard, hard. Um, you know, my staff at the office have been behind uh, because of uh, COVID, and many of them are working from from home. But the calls continue to come out. The calls continue uh, to uh, ask for help, and we can't just tell those people no. There's nothing we can do. You know, so um, reports that have to be written, reports that have to be done. So all I can say is, um, hey, y'all pray for me as I pray for you. I want to thank Ms. Mumphrey, who has been a great source of help during this pandemic and uh, keeping me informed of what's taking place in Texas. And, you know, a lot of times when we're asking questions and politicians are saying one thing, I love the fact that we have people that we can call that will tell us the truth because, you know, it's one thing to ask. It's a whole nother thing to get the truth. So I want to thank Miss Mumphrey uh, down in Texas for telling us the truth about what she and others have been going through. Um, it's an amazing, amazing thing 
uh, to know that that we had senior citizens dying in their homes because they were cold, that a family, Rihanna, died in a car because they fell asleep. Hypothermia set in. I just, I just really um, want to ask all of my listeners: pray, pray to God. We're all one people. We got this race shit all screwed up, where we are so concerned about this or that. That when something happens to our countrymen, that we allow a party affiliation, uh, this or that. Listen, when we when we cut, when we're cut blood, we bleed red. They don't look at a race when they transfer a, a, a body organ, right? They don't ask if you're Republican or Democrat when they put you on a list for. A, a organ transplant. Though they might ask a blood type, they're not going to ask you your party affiliation. I don't know how so many people that claim to know and love God will continue and, and have continued to allow us to be separated. We gotta do better. We gotta do better. There is there is an opportunity for us to move swiftly into the next Millennial, millennium, as one people, how can we expect to deal with part of Mars or the moon or any other exploratory mission and we can't get along here? We gotta do better. We got to do better. And it is our responsibility. All of our responsibility to do better. To do better. Wow. That was wonderful. That was really, really wonderful. So I want to let everybody know that if you haven't, please go to www.MayorMikeWillie.com. I want to send a shout-out to all of the endorsers that are on the endorsement list. Bishop L.J. Guillory, the Ombudsman, General and former Compton Commissioner. Honorable Rep. Jewel Jones, who is a Michigan 
House Representative. Cecil Ramble Jr. He is the Chief of Police and former Compton City Manager. Ron Brown, the Olympic gold medalist and Rams NFL alumni. William Wu, Chief of Police for the Compton Unified School District. Honorable Alma Pleasant, U.S. D. Trustee, which is a company unified school district trustee, legislative rep, and the owner of Alma's Restaurant. The Honorable Wanda Green, company unified school district board of trustee. Honorable Ade Castro, the city of Linwood, Mayor Emeritus. She just left office this year. Dr. Eugene Allen, MD, Dust to Don Urgent Care. Wilbur Owens, he is the aerospace engineer. Reverend Joseph Ward, Chapter 2, founder and former Compton College coach. Pastor Chuck Fisher, Community Baptist Church. Dijon Johnson, firefighter. Wayne Chapman, teacher. Natalia Knox, Compton taxpayer and a homeowner. Victor L. Thrash. He is a retired Long Beach police detective. Sydney Moore, retired Compton police detective. Vicki Adams, NFL Youth Camp and President Emeritus of the Compton Chamber of Commerce. So uh, we have 62 other uh, endorsements that we're going to be putting on the website. Those are the ones that are up there now. Uh, Mike Willie's campaign is moving forward. Today we had more than 30 people out knocking on doors with Mike Willie and the district uh, uh, in two, three districts in the city, letting people know that, hey, we care and we are working for the greater good of the city of Compton, the entire complete city of Compton. Thank you all for uh, your prayers and hopes and what have you. When you go to the website, um, there is a um, button if you would like to donate to the Mike Woolley uh, campaign, please do so. Also, please know that uh, uh, these tax, um, there's no tax deduction for political donations. So you have to donate from the heart and know that your money will do uh, a lot of good on this young man's campaign. So I wanted to make that disclaimer. Uh, I also want to make this disclaimer that I am working very diligently uh, to see that in the great city of Compton, there's a lot of gun uh, uh, shots being rambled out this weekend as it was the last weekend. Um, uh, I just, I'm just, you know, a flabbergasted that we can have so many people who say that, you know, gang violence is here, gang violence. First of all, um, these are our kids. Uh, and if we can't stop them from shooting and killing each other, then how do you expect to get the police to stop shooting and killing them? Just saying. They got to stop shooting and killing each other. So please, please, please uh, share prayer. It's needed. 
say a prayer. It's really, 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 really needed. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Everybody knows what's going on. Uh, let's see what's on my list here. So, some of the background on Mike Willie that a lot of people don't know. Mike Willie was born and raised in the city of Compton. Mike Willie, uh, Went to Cerritos College, played football there, then was uh, brought into the uh, ASU, and then he was blessed to be able to go into the NFL. So, you know, I am pleased that this young man did what he was told was able to survive and make it. And now we have to we have to continue with that. We have to continue to let people know that it works. It works. So uh let's take an example. Sports help save kids. Sports helps to save kids. So let's give that to the children. Let's give that to the children. And let's make sure that everybody knows that this is what we're going to do for our our family. This is what we're going to do. So from this time on, I want you to just keep praying for the strength. Keep praying that we get the support that we need from the voters to allow this young man to succeed. And from this point on, we will make sure that Mike Willie and other young people who come into this community or any other community, go back to their community and want to be an example for other young kids that they're accepted and that they are appreciated and they are celebrated. That's what I wish. That's what I want for all of our children, is that they would be accepted, loved, and welcomed back home. Welcome back home. If they do what they that we ask them to do, go to school, get an education, come on back home when you're done. We don't fight them. We want a 70-year-old woman. Who hasn't done anything? That's who we want for our our elected official. We want we want to go back in time, and we want to pull up this little old lady and make her mayor because she is um, non-confrontational, and she's gonna make everything right. Sorry, I apologize. 
uh, old woman in her decline and run her against a young man in his prime. I don't support that. And out of respect, we should not expect for Mike to have to fight an old cougar. I just don't think that's right. He should not have to fight an old cougar when the city is in such a disarray under her current administration. She is a part of the current administration. So uh, get on board. There are things that you can do from your state. There are things that you can do to help out. You can go to our website, which is uh, on Facebook, uh, the Blog Talk USA spot. You can send Rihanna a little note if you want to help out. And uh, we can we can plug you in. We did this with Joel Jones. We did this. Uh, and we're going to do it with this young man. So jump on board and come on and let's get this done. And let's make sure that we have some fun along the way. How about it? How about it? Let's do it. So, uh, Please, 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 jump on board. I used to know this lady, she was a councilwoman, and she was the most beautiful councilwoman, and she had the most energetic smile, and she helped me to just love her by her always being so energetic. She'd say, come on and pitch in. Come on and pitch in. Come on and pitch in. And I, well, well, she did it. She did it. She could sing. Of course, I can't sing. You all know that. But she could really sing. And when she would sing and say, come on and pitch in, I, and I felt it. Everybody got to pitch in. Everybody got to help. And if you don't help, then guess what? You don't have a right to complain. If you don't help to resolve the issues, you don't have a right to complain. So that's my feeling. I think that's what my son was saying earlier today in his words. You know, you have to put something in if you want to get something out. And if you're not, if you're not helping to fight the problem, you are the problem. What else can I say? I got seven minutes. I want to say I love you. If I have not said it lately, I want to say it. I love you, Ron. I love you, Rihanna. I love you, Dr. McKellar. I love you, Brother Greg. And I love the Blog Talk USA family, because what I have learned over the years of being a part of this family is that you love me too. We all have our own beliefs in life, but we've never let them separate us. Uh, Dr. McKellar and I, we used to have our little uh, 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 debates, if you will, on the Marvelous Money Show. Uh, so she's been a councilwoman, and I have been active as an Ambassador General uh, dealing with COVID and a number of other issues. 
uh, I have not been able to get on the show as much. So I will be there this Monday uh, to deal with uh, these these vaccinations. And I, I implore all of you to be there as well. Um, this will be a show that you can't miss. So uh, I'm going to say it again. Make sure that you can, you be there. Make sure that if you're not there, that you have an excuse from your doctor. Because <laughs> if you miss it, you're going to be so sorry that you did. To have Dr. Allen to tell you this important information that you need to know about why it is important for us to know the facts about about vaccinations and what they're doing to our children and how there is a grave misnomer about these vaccinations that we cannot continue to allow the government to not tell us the information. We cannot continue to allow the government to not give us this important, most paramount information. So whatever you're doing and whoever you may be doing it to, you make sure that you're a part of Monday's show. Uh, Dr. Shirley McKellar and Bishop L.J. Guillory, Marvelous Monday. And it's going to be a Marvelous Monday. But more importantly, Dr. Allen has put together an extremely informative show to give you the information so that you can help make decisions about what's important to your family. About the, when you choose to give them or not give them the vaccination. Now, I don't know how you feel about it, but let me tell you, anytime we're talking about life or death, I want to get the most important information, and I want to know as much about it as I can from the people who know. So I'm telling you once again, Marvelous Monday, make sure that you're there. And if you're not there, you are square. Because I'm going to tell you, you're going to miss out. And you only get a couple times, a couple chances in life to miss out and, and be okay. I don't know. I, can't, I cannot promise you that you're going to be okay if you miss out this month. So don't miss out. Don't miss out. Come on and pitch in. And you will be able to ask Dr. Allen questions, and he will either answer them or he will go and get the answer for you and give it to you and make sure that you have it. So, uh, as I said, make sure that you are there. And if you're not there, you better have a good excuse. Because if you're not there, trust me, you just missed out. You just missed out big time. So all I'm going to say 
is be there or be square. What else can I say to you before leaving? Um, thank you. <laughs> I guess we'll be fitting. Thank you for tuning in. Rihanna, thank you very much for being a part of the show and always supporting and helping us to get the truth out. And I hope that if I have not said anything to inspire you, that you'll forgive me. And uh, if I have said something that would inspire you to keep on searching for the truth, say amen. That's what it's all about. Uh, It is not about ratings. It is not about popularity. But it is about us getting you information that we know uh, that you deserve to have. Rihanna, take us home. God bless you all. The homeless is still homeless. The poor is still poor. Yet we find billions of dollars to fund senseless war. And yes, we're fighting terrorism. What about the quiet racism? Dividing among ourselves. Somebody's crying for help. Heaven is listening. Heaven is watching. Heaven knows. And they may not play this on the radio. Cause the devil don't want you to know.